yeah Riding downtown, but a classic, yeah They don't make them like this no more Rolling fast like I never heard of traffic, yeah Push the pedal down to kiss that flow Got a few road bumps, but the ride so smooth Little road rage, but the mind all cool What a life, I'm a fool Cause I gotta keep this shit on cruise Cause I'm always in the city Getting lost in the sounds with the seesaw back in the rooftop down We looking for trouble, but they don't like this crowd Songs on blast and the beats so loud Let the dogs out the pound for the day Watch them chasing out the cats While the cats are chasing rats And the rats are chasing cheddar But it's headed for my hat Gotta get this money just to give it right back Cause this life always is so good When I've been out here riding But I could see you sitting in my passenger What's up guys? Welcome to Rice Cakes in Paris. Today, I'm joined by Fred the Black Kid. He's also FTBK. He's an artist. I'm really excited to have him on because I think he's going to bring a lot of perspective to his identity, his music, and his journey. Fred, thank you so much for coming on, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Dude, like I said, your hat looks sick. Where'd you get it? Uh, so I got it from Urban Outfitters. Like I was just, oh, I just go, nice. I go in there sometimes and I'm like, I don't really shop there that much, but I was like, oh, that's a sick hat. Like, I, I need that. I love this. Like, brown's been a really big color for me right now. So that's, Dude, that's why I got it. I feel like when uh, a lot of people hate on brown, like the color brown for, for clothes. But I feel like you're. it's a sign that you've matured as a human being if you start wearing <laughs> brown because brown is sick. <laughs> yeah, like brown is like brown is dope because if you can you can pair brown with a lot of different colors like I've been pairing it with green and purple. Oh, sick. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get blue in there, like a darker blue. Like I'm trying to see how those coincide. Did you have to let me know? <laughs> I will. I got you, dude. So I I want to start. Um, I, I looked at your Twitter and I think this was. I mean, maybe this was a while ago, but you you retweeted JPEG Mafia. And oh, they yeah. said they, they said this, that you retweeted. You, they said, uh, being into things that aren't the norm never makes you a loser. Constantly trying to drag people who are comfortable with themselves down is clear-cut loser energy. Run from that. Dude, I wanted to start off with that because I agree completely with JPEG Mafia. But I'd love to hear why did you retweet that tweet? 
Uh, usually because uh, I really feel that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate when people are like, oh, because when I first started doing music, like, a lot of people were like, oh, just stick to what's hot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I was like, I was like, yo, like, I'm trying to just find myself as an artist and I'll like go all over the place. I don't really care. Whatever I feel is right, I want to do. And people will be like, man, no, just get on a hard beat, say whatever and make it, make it hot, you know? Yeah. So who are your musical influences? Uh man, it's all over the board. Uh, <laughs> from, like, I love Kanye. Um, definitely big Kanye. Childish Gambino, Tyler, the creator. A little bit of JPEG Mafia um, in sample selection because I love using weird samples. Um, I'm probably forgetting a bunch of different people. Like, a lot of just, like, random artists. Denzel Curry's been one right now just because he's he's, like, so versatile i would say so yeah yeah dude that's sick um do, do you have any influences in general uh not relating to music as well yeah um there's like a couple of uh when i was like younger i was really into like motivational speakers so i believe his name is um uh i believe it's eric thomas okay he was okay he was a he was a big motivational speaker but also um Dude, oh, Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton. Yeah, that's like one of my biggest like life um, role models, I guess, is because he he was part of the Black Panthers, but he wasn't just for the Black Panthers. Like he would go into like white neighborhoods and be like, well, you guys have the same issue as us. Like, why don't we just work together? And that's like a big thing that I'm about. Yeah, dude, that's that's super cool. And the reason I asked that, like, I, I saw you, you were at a fashion show, you perform your music, I right? Yeah. That's so dope, dude. I'd, I'd love to hear about that. But also, uh, you mentioned to me that you were adopted, you have two white parents, and it took you a while to find your identity as a black person. So I think you, I just think you could bring a lot of value um, for, for listeners listening. Yeah, I mean, like, that's not a lot, of, not a lot of people have that story of, you know, not having like, at, like, you know, I've seen, I've seen people like get adopted and at least one of their parents looks like them. And yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, I grew up like no type of connection with my parents, besides me knowing that they were my adoptive parents. It's like, I don't look like them. I can't really identify like, you know, like connect the dots in a sense. Yeah. And I, I honestly can't relate. I mean, it's, I, I'm glad like with all the the social stuff that's been happening, I just feel like I've been able to recognize like my whiteness. Like I'm not trying to like be like I suck. Like look at me, whatever. But like I don't know what it's like to to not like look like other people because the majority of people are white. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it's it's just so interesting to me, and it, and it's I think it, it just needs to be heard. Sorry, I'm talking too much. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I think that the dynamic is really interesting because um, not only was it like like I don't look like these people, but it's like I grew up in like white culture basically. So it was like everything that my parents like showed me was white the way that they wanted me to speak and dress and everything like was white culture in an essence but when I got around black people I didn't know how to act like you know like I'm like I'm like oh are they gonna accept me like you know what I'm saying like but then it was like over time I'm like no because I am still black so that goes into like the name of Fred the Black Kid and everything so it was like grabbing that identity yeah so you're, you're 23 uh you started making music has it been three years ago or is it how long you've been making music? 
Yeah, so I started making music like three years ago. Um, at first, I was just like writing and stuff. And then uh, Young Sum actually told me, he was like, yo, like you should try to produce. And then I started producing and I've been producing most of my stuff, except and I haven't released anything that I produce, but like all the next releases are going to be all like my production or like one of my homies productions. Dude, I'm so I'm excited, man. That that's so cool. The, uh, weren't you on Grown Ass Kids? Yep. Yeah. At the beginning yep. of it. <laughs> yeah, that was, those were the homies. Those were the days, man. Dude, I was telling Luca because I talked to him about this in our interview. Um, I really liked what was released, what little was released with Grown Ass Kids. Like that was so it was so dope. Yeah, I, I felt like it was just like the dynamic was there. Because, like, everybody had their own, like, thing that they were real, like, they, we all had, like, something that we could bring to the group. And so we would, like, get, and we were really passionate at the time. Like, we spent, like, almost every day together and we would just, like, just work on music all the time. So, yeah. Dude, so you're, uh, you're in Kenosha, Wisconsin, or at least you grew up there. Are you still living in Kenosha? No, I just grew up, but um, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin now. What what is the music scene like there? I, I can't imagine it's it's super large, maybe. Uh, not really. And but that's like one of the things is like when I moved up here, I had a couple homies that were doing music and uh they were like doing this like our label basically is called Chase the Bag Productions. And it's a bunch of producers and uh songwriters. And so they were like, Yeah, come up here, like, you know, I came up here. Found out that the music scene wasn't really a thing, but, you know, I wanted to bridge that gap because it's like student central. Like there's hella students that come here every single semester. And so like that's an audience in itself. And then but then you also have the artists that just live up here. So it's like bridging that gap creates that culture and creates that community. And next thing you know, you have a music scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there has to be a music scene. I've interviewed Young Sum, Luca. I mean, I know there's more. Um, what you mentioned, college students. Is are you referring to University of Wisconsin or what college yeah. is in? It, that's in Madison. Yeah. So University of Wisconsin is in Madison. Yeah. Oh, sick, dude. What What are? Uh, I mean, you've performed in a few venues. I saw. So what What has that been like? Uh, that was really dope. And the story behind that is that I was at a bar one night and. I was actually getting like I was sitting at this table and this like older gentleman came up to me and starts hitting on me. And I'm like, all right. I was like, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, like flattering. I'm straight. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Like, you know, like I, I just talked to him. But then after like I, I just like walked away because he started saying some other stuff. And I was like, I was like, nah, like I'm he's your good. biggest fan. Yeah, like, yeah, like, something like that. But so like, but then I come back to the booth and there's these two girls in there and I'm telling my friend about it. And I see this girl like looking over and I was like, oh, I'm sorry if I'm like interrupting your conversation. She's like, no, no, no. Actually, I know who you are and I listen to your music. And I was like, oh, word. And, I, and she was like, yeah, I've been wanting to, like you to perform. And I was like, OK. So I sat down. She started talking. And that was like the first performance I did, which was um formless which was a space for and it's ran by moda magazine in madison oh, sick yeah so it's like a student-led organization and it's usually just for students but then since i know this girl she like she was like okay we, we can get you in and then you could perform and then from that that like that ended up 
being the fashion show because I performed there. And then she was like, yo, we want you to do the fashion show. Bro, that's so sick. And was the fashion so- show geared towards like black culture or what, what was it? So the fashion show was more of local, um, like local uh, designers, student designers and nice. not, yeah, but formless formless was uh, for people of color and people in the LGBTQ community. Nice. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Bro, um, would you ever want to move out of Wisconsin or you you really love oh, it yeah. there? No, that's the plan. I <laughs> that was go. such a quick answer. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I, I, I like I thought about it when I was like a kid. Like I remember being in like sixth grade and every year like the summer would come and I'd be like, I want to leave. And <laughs> I was like, I want to like leave and never come back. Or it would just be like, I want to just go explore because uh, I remember me and my family took a trip to L.A. because I told them, like, I want to go see L.A. Like, I want to be an actor. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to go out there. Nice. So L.A. would be the spot or, or somewhere in California? Yeah, somewhere. I like. I was like, I love, I've been to San Diego. I love San Diego, too. But L.A. is just, you know, L.A. Yeah. No, there's so much opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Dude, that's sick, man. So with, with your music, I, I'd love to to dive into like a few of your tracks, like one of your, you released it more recent or maybe it was, it was one of your earlier tracks, Icarus. Yeah. That that's an earlier track, right? Yeah. That's like a two, two years ago. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Icarus, I mean, you're, you're, you released an EP introspection in 2020. Like I just love, I'd love to kind of walk through your music and how you've evolved. Yeah. Um, so when I did that, like the like the Skyboy mixtape, I was in a place where I was just like, okay, like slowly but surely, I'm like releasing every other week at that point. And then I was like, I think I was at a park and I was like looking at the sky and I took a picture and I was like, I am the Skyboy. I was like, I love sky. Like I love the sky and the way it looks. And then so I just started writing about like heartbreak. And because that's like something I was reflecting on was the fact that, you know, is this idea of like I wanted to like create this story of this like this climb up um, like friendship and then going into like in a relationship and then the downfall. But like relate that mm. to the like night and day kind of theory because like the first half I wanted it to be very like uplifting you know light and easy and then you get to Icarus and Icarus is this uh track where it's like I feel like this girl is going to do me wrong and but burning in your chest exactly like you know (laughs) like but I'm just gonna keep going with it because of the fact that like you know like I love this like I love this girl so I'm just gonna ignore all of the signs that this is not good for me and just keep going (laughs) And then it ends up in breakup. And look, there's like a track I did at the end called Goodnight Moon. And it's like looking at the the moon is not the same when you're not with that person because we used to sit down, look at the moon, and that was our moon, you know? But now yeah. that we're separate, I wonder if you're still looking at that sky and being like, damn, like I think about him, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I like that. Uh- just the way you're explaining it again to the JPEG mafia retweet, like you're not just doing what's, what's hard or what's hot. Like you're, it sounds like you're very thoughtful about what you're creating. I like that. 
Oh, yeah. And then going into, like, introspection. Introspection was a very weird time in my life. I was coming off of just, like, a lot of bad shit. And so I, like, sat in my room. I was super depressed. And I wanted to dive deep. Like, really dive deep. And I, like, I I don't... I don't stray away from like diving into the darker emotions like sadness, anger, all of that, because I feel like it's healthy to actually realize that. Um, So introspection was like morning coffee is about how I'm so sad, but you know, I really like that track. Yeah. It's like, it's every day gets a little bit better, like a little bit better. And then it goes into like the rest of the stories where I'm diving deeper and deeper into this, this like, depression and almost like feeling of like numbness until you get to the last track which is daydreaming and then daydreaming is like literally the the epitome of getting out of that depression and being like let's go let's go today is the day and it's gonna be great and i'm not i'm not gonna squander this at all dude that's so cool that's like uh i I love understanding what artists were thinking behind their music because when I listen to Morning Coffee, I'm like, this is just a dope song, but I need to go back and listen to it again because, like, there's a deeper meaning. Yeah, like, if you listen to the hook, it's, like, it's, like, weird because I have this one line, so it's, like, I'm way too sad, we too strong, wait outside, won't take too long, don't give me that face, I'll be right back in a moment. And it's, like... Cause I was like in a place where I'm like, Oh, I believe in like reincarnation and stuff. So I was like, I was like, Hey, if it happens to be that I lose my life, I'll see you again sometime. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So that's, that's that. So, yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, and then I guess to your more recent music, you, you released cruise. Is that your most recent single? Yeah. Yeah. That's my Sick most song. recent one. So, Thank you. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And, Again, well, what what was the the creative process behind Cruise for you? Uh, Cruise was I made that song like a year ago, and I like sat on it, and I guess that one was like me thinking about like all the hardships in life and being like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna get through it." Like it's 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 there to make me stronger, and all of the little things that I look at, it's like just having friends and having family and doing things and going outside in warm weather is like the little things get you to that next point. And you should just keep cruising along, like legitimately, like, even though like, and we had like all the riots in Wisconsin, we had like yeah. a bunch of riots in, in Kenosha. Yeah. And I remember it felt like every other day there was another black man that lost his life. And then I'm looking in the mirror. And for me, it was like, I have that second, like the second verse kind of talks about that. And, but it's like through that, I can't like let that hold me down because of the fact that like, if I want to be somebody who influences other black people, other just people in general to actually make change, like I have to live by example. And whether that's through the music or doing social activism or just working with people like that, like that's something that I'm passionate about. Yeah, I can certainly tell. And one thing I've noticed just from this interview and, and, uh, it seems like when you create music, it's, it's what you're feeling in that moment. Like it's, you're just letting out what is going on in your life at the time. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Like I can't hold it in. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to do it. Cause I think it shines through the authenticity of your music. So mm-hmm. well done. Thank you. Another, another cool 
um, or interesting thing I thought you said uh, when we were messaging back and forth to set this up. You're you're talking about uh, your goal in music is to have the listener feel emotion and not escape reality, but to fully dive into theirs and experience everything. Now, I thought that was unique because I think a lot of people listen to music to escape reality, to distract mm-hmm. themselves. I wouldn't say, I mean, maybe to numb themselves, maybe they've they've had a hard day. But for you, it's it seems like you want your music to allow someone to confront what is going on in their life and and take on their issues. So yeah. I, I was wondering if you if you could just expound more on on what I don't even know how to ask this, but like what 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 brought you to 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 that decision? Because I think that's so mature and it, it it's helpful to people listening to music. I think that it's just like how life goes because. Growing up, I always, I smoked a lot of weed. Like I started smoking weed in like eighth grade. And I remember like, I would just smoke weed every time I got depressed, smoke weed, just forget about it. And it's like, that's fine. Like, you know, like that's fine. Some people just want to do that. But at the same time, like I realized by the time that I was 19, 20, it was like smoking weed every single day, drinking. um, And then I just got like addicted to like, dopamine and i feel like i think that music in itself is a form of dopamine but at the same time like if i can if i if i can't come to terms with like being sober and facing the reality of my life sober like i feel like i'm not going to be able to progress without something that's like like there for me to use you know dang man and so yeah so i think that like why i wanted to do Cause I mean, like, obviously, there's like some tracks where I'm just like I'm having fun. Yeah. But mucho mango. When, yeah, like you know, like sometimes I get afraid that people are just gonna be like, no, that's like that's it, and then they're like, <laughs> what the fuck, bro? I thought you were a conscious <laughs> rapper, or like I thought you were this kind of rapper, and I'm like, I actually no, love I was, that though. I think it's good variety. Yeah, that I, I was like, I I thought about that, and I was like, sometimes I just want to switch it up and have fun, like you know. But for the most part, like I do like I do sad songs because I want people to like actually cry. Like you have to cry because if you don't cry in the moment when you're like feeling something it's going to come out eventually. (laughs) And it's like I want people to be happy. I want people to rage and I want people to just like let the song just like feel fill them up with emotion because I feel like nowadays with social media and um, just how we interact as humans and like how society like portrays everything is that everyone has to be doing okay. And it's like, you don't like, you can have those off days and you can be the person that's like questioning who you are and just not feeling good, you know? Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, You know what? I, thanks for opening up about the, your issues with weed. And again, like if you smoke weed and you like it, great. But like for you, it it seemed to become like a numbing or distraction. But I, I think even, and maybe this sounds silly, but TikTok or social media, like I, I sometimes use that to just numb and just kind of like distract myself to get away from issues. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like we all have our vices and, you know, like um, the one thing I can't remember if it's like a quote from somebody or something, but I remember reading everything in moderation. Like, you know, if, if I'm going to go on TikTok, I limit myself because I mean, that's a <laughs> rabbit. That is a Dude, rabbit. It hole. is. Oh my gosh. Not, yeah. It's not like a bad one, but it's also not, not a good one. 
Well, it, it's a it's a, a necessity, especially if you're trying to grow as an artist. Like it's such a good opportunity. Oh, I know, I know. Like that's the one thing is like I'm like I should post more on TikTok because of the fact that like the algorithm is gonna work for me if I put the work in. Yeah, dude, it's one of those things too. Like the moment there's moments where I'm like, wow, I figured it out. Like I had a viral video, and then the next week, like or no, or next month, like not like numbers matter, but they kind of do. Um, yeah. like it, nothing will, will, will go and, it, and I'm doing the same tactic as I did before. So I feel like you, I don't know, you have to ride the waves. <laughs> There's yeah. highs and lows. Oh yeah. I think that's like, literally, it's just like consistency though, because like every single time and like this speaks to music too. It's like every time I release a song or I post a TikTok, let's say it does like 30 views and like two of those viewers are like people I never like interacted with before that I get two new followers. But if I don't post, I don't get any of that. For for real though, honestly, like the, it, I think it's good to to appreciate those two followers. Yeah, because I mean, they're gonna talk to their friends and their friends and like you know, like it just it works because like those two followers could be re- like real, like they really want to be like they really want to follow you, you know, they really want to hear the music or they really want to like watch the channel, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. How do you balance? I, I think I saw you post like, Hey, it's been a minute on social media. I've been creating music. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, how do you balance like promoting yourself and then creating your music? I don't <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like that's the problem, man. It's like, I'm so bad when it comes to like actually promoting myself and unless I'm like in like a weird state where I'm like, cause I get some times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a video today. I'm going to post it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And like, I get like a lot of stuff done. And then I'm like the next few weeks, I'm like, nah, man, I'm just going to make these tracks. <laughs> like, but it's, it's something that I'm working on. Like, I think that like the best way to do it is like consistently make the music, but then also like film myself doing that and showing like people the process as like the base form of like promotion and then like going out and like doing videos and stuff like that. Would you ever do, or have you done an open verse challenge on TikTok? Cause I think that's, so I've noticed some artists been doing that. Yeah. I see them and it's like, I, I see them and it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I, (laughs) I, I don't know why that's not like appealing to me. It should be, it really should be. Yeah. Because, like, that's literally just, like, me displaying my talents, like, you know. and I, Maybe I think it, it, it might feel awkward, though. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. Like, I definitely think, yeah, it's, like, awkward, but it's also just the fact, I don't know. I think I'm just, like, lazy when it comes to TikTok. I just, I should do it. I should do that. I should do at least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see how it goes. But, like, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, on the other hand, it is kind of awkward because it's, like, half your song, like, going hard. And then you're, like, all right, you. And you're just, like. Yeah, <laughs> just bobbing your head. <laughs> uh, I think that's like the 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 cringiest thing is like I'll see people do it and I'm just like I don't think I could sit in front of my camera. I'm like, yeah, okay, like, you know, hard, killed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's it it's like a viral thing right now. So like, especially with like the rap side of TikTok. So I mean, why not? Yeah. Dude, so what does uh, music look like for you in the future? Like, what what can we expect from Fred the Black Kid? Um, coming up, I'm gonna be dropping a tape called 
child of a dream and I'm going to try and do like two sections because I have the first half of it's like kind of hard. It's got like big 808s and like very like trap influence, but also just like kind of just hip hop. And then the second half is more slowed down and very introspective, but singing and like melodic. So I think I'm going to drop them like as like a two part kind of thing. Dude, I'm excited. Uh, And then one last question I have for you is, what advice do you have to someone of color who who may be in a similar situation? Maybe they're adopted or they live in a community where it's it's only white people and they feel like, well, they are a minority. You are a minority. Mm-hmm. But like, what advice do you have to someone like that? I would say find a way that you can contribute to your culture. Because I mean, like being black isn't just being from the hood or being black isn't just being with black parents or your black friends or whatever. And it's like redefine what it means to be black, because that is another way for black people to show that like, you know, like societal uh, stereotypes or standards are not exactly what makes up being black, you know? And then lastly, where, where can people find your music? Um, and then where can people find you on social media? All right, so for music, it's all like every platform, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, anything that you can think of under FTBK. And then for social media, it's going to be on Twitter. I'm at Fred the Black Kid, at, uh, on Instagram, at Fred the Black Kid. And then, yeah, those are like the two main platforms. TikTok, too, I'm at Fred the Black Kid. So Sick. All right, man. Well, I just want to say again, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your perspective. So, yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for the new music. Take care, man. Yeah, you too.